Welcome to Lectionary Living, a way of centering around the Sunday readings and applying the scriptures to everyday life. I'm Barbara Lehman. Today, I'll talk about the readings for Sunday, October 17th. The Book of Job, often cited as the most profound book of wisdom in the Bible, is an unusual duck. To begin, Job is wealthy, and the Lord is pleased with his behavior, bragging about him to Satan, a sort of prosecutor in the court of heaven. Satan suggests that Job would be less faithful if he were less wealthy. The Lord gives Satan permission to test that idea, and the game is on. First, property and children are destroyed, and Job remains faithful. Then, after some renegotiation between the Lord and Satan, Job's physical health is attacked, with terrible sores over his whole body. Still, he does not complain. His exasperated wife asks, Do you still persist in your integrity? and advises him to curse God and die. Three friends come to visit, and, horrified at what they see, sit with him in silence for a week. Finally, Job speaks, cursing the day he was born. Over the next 35 chapters, the reader finds a sublime treatment of undeserved pain. It comes in a somewhat entertaining package, for it turns out that Job's friends are absolutely convinced that if one suffers, one deserves it somehow. They are a case study in how not to be a friend. Job, they insist, must have done something wrong. At one point, Job calls them miserable comforters and wonders, what provokes you that you keep on talking? What causes people to keep pressing their point long after it's clear that the other person is not buying it. In this case, Job's friends can't seem to face the reality of the situation. Job was a good guy. Now they see him suffering. Unable to move beyond a good guy's win perspective, they pressure Job to say something to support their previously shared view. When people feel less anxious, they can manage differences. But when people feel threatened, oh my gosh, I too could be covered in boils, then everyone watch out. A true friend gives the other room to explore what's on his mind. One does not have to agree. One does have to stay interested and respectful. Managing reactivity within oneself rather than dumping it back into the conversation. Showing up is thing one. Staying open is thing two. Job's heated discussion with his friends, when paired with the fight among the disciples in today's gospel, brings up the subject of conflict. Many of us endure a false peace as easier somehow than the anxiety stirred by sticking with one's own views. Real peacemakers, on the other hand, don't avoid conflict. They use it to broaden the perspective for all. Back to Job. At the end of the book, God scolds Job's friends for not speaking rightly. In the middle, though, the friends as foils piece works well for considering the limits of a simplistic cause-effect reward-retribution framework. How does a person understand the unmerited sufferings of this world? 
The increasing pathos culminates in chapter 31, when Job, reviewing his conduct over the years, finds that he has met his own standards. He stops talking and waits for answers on how life works. When God shows up in today's reading, it is not with direct answers. Here, one will not read why the wicked prosper, nor why a loved one dies in the prime of life. Instead, God goes big picture. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? God speaks eloquently for two chapters, talking about everything from ravens to lions, from constellations to climate. The bottom line, the natural world was set up unapologetically, according to a rather messy model of continuous decay and new life. We may, understandably in my view, wish for a different world with less pain and more comfort, but that's not reality. The surprise of chapters 38 and 39, while many aspects of the beauty of the world are named, people go unmentioned. Job's response to the reading is coming next week. Here are some questions to reflect on this week. I use these to focus on what I'm trying to do with my life. After the questions, I close with a verse from the psalm for the week. In the morning, when might I show up and stay open to others' views today? How can I manage myself in the midst of conflict? In the evening, where did I notice the wonder of the natural world today? Psalm 104, verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures.